the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When we're about to faint, when our strength seems to be ebbing away, Jesus sustains us and holds us up. He supports us in our difficulties. He sustains us in our challenges. He encourages us in our perplexities. He guides us in our decisions. He strengthens us in our weakness. He assures us in our doubts. For the same Jesus that sustains all things through the might of his power sustains us. That's Pastor Mark Finley, and this is Hope Lives 365. At Hope Lives 365, we believe God answers prayer. Keep in mind this telephone number throughout today's broadcast, 888-244-HOPE. Here is Pastor Mark Finley with today's Hope Lives 365. Just when I need him, Jesus is where near. Just when I falter, just when I fear. Just when I need him most with our eyes fixed upon Jesus. In his ministry in heaven's sanctuary, we can lay our burdens down. We can come to the throne of grace. A number of years ago, I was preaching in Haniara in the Solomon Islands. It was just after the civil war between the Malayan and the Guadalcanal people. We crossed the civil war line between the two groups. I saw bridges that were blown out, cars that were burned. We counseled with people on either side, met with government officials trying to bring harmony and peace. Every night in the capital city, I was preaching in the marketplace outdoors. Market took place all day. And at night, we would come there four or five o'clock and get hoses and we'd clean out the rotten vegetables that the traders and marketers had left aside and spray the smelly fish market and clean up after the bloody meat market and make it into an evangelistic venue every night. One of the most interesting places I've ever preached in the marketplace in Haniar every night. People came by the hundreds. Guadalcanalans came and Malaitans came after the Civil War. One night after I preached, we were cleaning up a little bit and I looked over at the side of the marketplace. There was a man standing there. As I was about ready to leave, he came up to me and he was kind of shaking. He said to me, Pastor, we need to talk. I said, sure, let's talk. He said, but I can't talk here. He said, you don't know who I am. I said, no, I don't know who you are, but Jesus does. And he said, no, you don't know, Pastor. You don't know who I am. I said, look, buddy, it doesn't make a difference who you are. It makes a difference where you're going, where you're headed. And tonight I talked about Jesus, and he can change your life. He said, I don't know if he can change my life. I said, you may not know it, but I do. Jesus can change your life. He can give you new strength, new power. He said, we got to talk. We walked out into the darkness. He said, let me tell you something. He said, I am the rebel leader that led the rebels in the Civil War against the government. He said, I attacked single-handedly with my men, the Navy. I apprehended 
the one destroyer that this government had. And you see that river? He said, I took it up that river and I took those guns and I blasted those villages, killed person after person. He said, Pastor, there's blood on my hands. We talked about Jesus. We talked about the throne of grace and the throne of mercy. We talked about a place where all human beings can come. You see, your sins may not be as great as his, but the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Whether our sins are great or small, whether they are immoral thoughts and impurity that are indulged, whether they are the secret watching of pornographic movies and video, whether they are dishonesty, whether they are arrogance or pride, or whether they are like that man's sins, robbing a destroyer and killing hundreds of people. Whatever that sin is, there is the need for grace and the need for mercy. And looking to heaven's sanctuary tonight, you and I find grace and you and I find mercy and you and I find pardon. Notice what the text says. The text is very clear. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Grasp it. Seize it. Hold on to it. Never let it go. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. You notice it there, what the passage says. 16th verse. Let us therefore come confidently. How can we come to the sanctuary, everybody? How do we come? Confidently or boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. Is there mercy there for you tonight? Is there mercy there for you? Is there grace there for you tonight? Is there pardon there for you tonight? Is there forgiveness there for you tonight? Do you believe that tonight? Now there's a second great truth that we find at the sanctuary. Not only is there grace for pardon, not only is there grace that forgives our sins, There is grace to empower us to overcome sin. Grace, grace, marvelous grace, infinite grace. The grace that not only pardons my past, the grace that not only covers my sinful degradation and deformity in the present, but the grace that enters my life, the grace that changes me, the grace that makes me over again, the grace that takes a lying man and makes him an honest man, that takes an impure man and makes him a pure man, that takes a selfish man and makes him a sacrificing man, the grace that takes a proud man and makes him a humble man. Grace is not only pardon for my past, but grace is power for my present. Grace not only forgives what I've done in the past, but it changes my life. I come to Jesus just as I am, but I don't stay as I am. There is grace that changes us. Take your Bible, please. Turn to the book of Hebrews. At heaven's sanctuary, we find not only deliverance from sin's guilt, but we find deliverance from sin's power. Hebrews, the seventh chapter. And you're looking there again at this marvelous book of Hebrews that reveals to us grace. Grace that can pardon our sin. Grace that can empower us to be new men and new women. Hebrews, the seventh chapter. And you're looking there at verse 24 and 25. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. The Old Testament priests lived and they died. 
But Jesus has an eternal priesthood, verse 25. Therefore, he is able. He is what, everybody? Able. He is what? Able. Is Jesus able for you? Is Jesus able for you? Can he do it for you? Therefore, he is what? Able to save to the uttermost. He takes us from the guttermost to the uttermost. He takes us from the depths of despair to the delights of discipleship. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him. Why? Since he ever lives to make intercession for them. The intercession of Jesus in heaven's sanctuary has the power to save to the uttermost all who open their hearts to receive the blessings of his grace. Notice the expression, he ever lives. Jesus is and always will remain our intercessor. He is our ever-loving, pardoning, all-powerful high priest. His mercy is forever. His grace is forever. His goodness is forever. His power is forever. His love is forever. All we need, we have in Jesus. All our hearts long for, we have in Jesus. All our souls desire, we have in Jesus. In Councils on Health, page 367. If you want power, you may have it. Only believe in God. Take him at his word. Act by faith and blessings will come. Did you get that? Only believe in what? God. Take him at his word. Act by faith and blessings will come. When Jesus, through his prophetic word, declares that he will save to the uttermost. What does that word uttermost mean? Uttermost is a superlative. It means the greatest, the highest, the utmost. Jesus saves us to the uttermost. He saves us totally and completely from the penalty and power of sin. But you say, how can it be? How can it be? I know myself better than anybody else. I know my weakness. I know my faults. I know my secret sins. Let me ask you this. Do you believe the word of God or do you trust your feelings? You may feel weak. But bless your soul, that has nothing to do with it. You may feel powerless. Bless your soul, that has nothing to do with it. How you feel has nothing to do with it. What Jesus is has everything to do with it. You may feel weak. I was helping a young man quit smoking once. He's 28 years old. Started smoking when he was 16 years old. Smoked for 12 years, two packs a day. So we talked about the promises of God. He said, but pastor, I'm so weak. I said, your weakness has nothing to do with it. Do you believe God? Do you believe Jesus is greater than your tobacco? Do you believe Jesus is greater than those cigarettes? So we talked about it. And I said, let's pray. So we knelt down to pray. I said, you pray first. He began to pray like this. Dear Jesus, I'm so weak. Dear Jesus, I'm so powerless. Dear Jesus, I don't think I could give up. Oh, Jesus. I listened to that for about three minutes. I couldn't stand it anymore. I shook the man. Stop praying. You're going to be worse at the end of your prayer than you were at the beginning. Stop praying. I don't think any preacher ever told that guy to stop praying before. But that was the truth. He was simply reinforcing in his own mind all that negative stuff. He was focusing upon his weakness rather than his strength. You know, some Christians talk more about the devil than they do about Jesus. 
They're always concerned. The devil is doing this. The devil is doing that. Get your mind off the devil and get it on Jesus in the sanctuary above. Get your mind off your weakness and get it on Jesus' strength. He is able to save to what everybody? To what? The uttermost. All those that come to God by Him. Pastor Mark Finley will continue with more in just a moment. Stay tuned. You can grow in your knowledge of God's Word by enrolling in online courses by Pastor Mark Finley. Go to HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. That's HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. When you go there, you will find wonderful courses such as Bible prophecy, discipleship, leadership, or improving your health. These courses are especially designed to help you discover deeper insights into the Bible. Go to HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. That's HopeLives365BibleStudy.com. Or call right now to register, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. 888-244-HOPE. Here now, once again, Pastor Mark Finley. Do you believe Jesus' word or do you believe your feelings? Where are you looking, at yourself or at Christ in the sanctuary? He is able to save to the uttermost all that come to God by him. I want to come, don't you? Who are the only ones that will not receive his saving grace to forgive and pardon their sins and to transform their lives? The ones that do not come. Because he says, him that cometh to me, I will not cast out. So if we come, we receive his grace. He ever lives to make intercession for us. His intercession in heaven's sanctuary has not ceased. Will it cease one day? Yes. But has it ceased yet? No. And if his ministry in heaven's sanctuary has not yet ceased, he saves all who come to that sanctuary to receive pardon and power. Now, there is a wonderful statement in the book Steps to Christ. It's found on page 52. Jesus loves to have us come to him. Isn't that nice? What does Jesus love? To come to him. Jesus loves to have us come to him just as we are. Sinful, helpless, dependent. I thought I had to clean myself up before I could come. Well, I mean, I feel too guilty to come. I feel too weak to come. I mean, I failed last week. What does it say? Jesus loves to have us come to him. How? Just as we are. Sinful, helpless, dependent. We may come with all of our weakness, our folly, our sinfulness, and fall at his feet in penitence. It is his glory to encircle us in the arms of his love and to bind up our wounds, and to cleanse us from all impurity. What does Jesus love to do? He loves to encircle us in arms of love. There's somebody here that you felt distant from Jesus. You felt drifting from Jesus. He loves to have us come to him. And after this meeting tonight, you can fall by your bed and know that he just loves to have you come. And he's going to circle you in his arms And new joy is going to flood into your life. New hope is going to flood into your heart. You may feel weak, but he's strong. As we come to the Christ of the sanctuary, his grace pardons us. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. 
who walk according to the flesh and not after the spirit. Condemnation is gone in Christ. All that weakness, all those times you failed again and again and again, coming to Jesus, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, looking to Jesus in the sanctuary, there is new strength, there is new hope, there is new joy. But there is one other thing. Through Jesus, not only do we have pardon for our past, not only do we have power for the present, but we have access directly into the presence of God. We enter into the Shekinah glory of his presence, and that glory fills our lives. Take your Bible, please, and turn to the book of Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Now, is there anything that God cannot do? Is there anything that God cannot do? Is this an Adventist audience? Is there anything that God cannot do? Yes. I thought I was preaching to an Adventist audience for a while here. Hebrews chapter 6, 17 and 18. How many believe the Bible here? How many believe the Bible? All right, let's read the Bible. Thus God, Hebrews 6, verse 17 and 18. Thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of his promise. Are you heirs of the promise of God? How many heirs of the promise do I have here tonight? The heirs of the promise of salvation, praise God. The immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things, what are the two immutable things? His oath and his covenant. What's his oath and his covenant? It's a contract that cannot be annulled. It's the irrevocability of his purpose, that two immutable things, which it is impossible for God to lie. Is there anything impossible for God? What does the Bible say? It's impossible for him to what? Lie. So is there something impossible for God? I knew I had to throw that one in just to get you going. All right. Why is it impossible for God to lie? Because it's contrary to his nature. He is the way, the truth, and what? The life. He is the truth, so he can do nothing contrary to his nature, so he can never lie. By two immutable things, back to the text, that's impossible for God to lie. What does it mean it's impossible for God to lie? He has made an irrevocable oath that those that come to him, he'll in no wise cast out. He has made an irrevocable promise that the children of Abraham, who are the seed of Christ, will receive eternal life and salvation. And he cannot lie, because lying is contrary to his nature. So when you and I come to him, we receive his grace, which pardons our sins. He cannot lie. So when we come to him and open our hearts to receive the living Christ from the sanctuary, that grace fills our life, it transforms our life, and he cannot lie. So we come to receive the grace that he has promised. We come to receive the pardon that is ours. We come to receive freedom from condemnation that is ours. We come to receive and grasp everything that's ours in Christ. And here's the problem with many Christians. They do not receive everything that is theirs in Christ. His grace is yours tonight. His pardon is yours tonight. Forgiveness is yours tonight. Freedom from condemnation is yours tonight. His power is yours tonight. His strength is yours tonight. Do not live a weak, feeble, powerless, condemned Christian life in Christ. Because he cannot lie. He cannot lie. And these are gifts of the Spirit that are yours in Christ. Verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it's impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that's set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, 
both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence beyond the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become a high priest forever. Notice, there's something that is an anchor to the soul. In the storms of life, our faith enters within the veil, and it is there with Jesus in the sanctuary. To the ancient Jewish mind, this was impossible. Only the priest could enter into the holy place. And only the high priest could enter into the most holy place once a year. And there in that most holy place, between the cherubims, there was the Shekinah glory of God. A Jew would never think of entering into that most holy place. But through Jesus, we have an anchor of the soul. By faith we enter into the most holy place of heaven's sanctuary. And that becomes the refuge for our hearts because here on earth conflicts wage. But there, in the sanctuary, in the presence of God, our hearts are secure. Our souls find rest. There we're at peace. Conflicts rage on earth. But in our hearts, we're in the sanctuary with Jesus. Terrorists attack in the most unexpected places. They viciously kill innocent people. The economy hangs on a slender thread. Political uncertainty looms on the horizon. The United States is in the midst of political conflict, it seems, every day. The European continent is filled with uncertainty over Britain's exit from the European Union. Brazil's economy has taken a major downturn. It is in deep trouble. Africa continues to be troubled with tribal warfare. Iran, North Korea, and China are flexing their nuclear muscles, and nations are concerned. Iraq and Afghanistan are fomenting with conflict. The world's weather patterns are gradually but quite steadily and dramatically changing and global warming is occurring and there are those that are concerned about the melting of the polar ice cap, the rising of the tides, the dissolution of coastal cities. The gap between the world's wealthiest people and poorer people is getting wider and wider every day. The stage is being set for the rise of a world leader who has moral authority to bring the world together, a universal world leader who deceived the masses into thinking that his rule will usher in a new world order of peace. But God has this world in his hands. And our eyes are not focused on a beast power. They're not focused on the Antichrist power. There are some people that spend more time talking about the Antichrist and the beast than they do about Jesus, the living Christ. Our eyes are focused on the sanctuary. Our faith is anchored in the sanctuary. I love Minister Revealing, page 417. Above the distractions of the earth. He sits enthroned. All things are open to his divine survey. And from his great and calm eternity, he orders what his providence sees best. This world is in the hands of God. Jesus sits upon the throne. Our hearts are at rest. Our souls are at peace. We are not filled with anxiety or worry about a coming time of trouble because our eyes are fixed upon Jesus. Our hearts are at rest. Our souls are at peace. Yes, troublous times will come. Yes, we ought to be aware of what's coming and we ought to be alert to it. But that is not our preoccupation. We are not obsessed with trouble. We're obsessed with Jesus. We're not obsessed with the beast. We're obsessed with Jesus. We're not obsessed with all the wickedness in this earth. 
We are obsessed with one thing. The Christ whose grace flows into our heart to forgive us of our sin. The Christ whose grace flows into our heart to change our lives and make us more like Jesus. We are obsessed with the fact that Christ is on the throne, that this world is in his hands, and that we've entered in within the veil. By faith, we're surrounded by the Shekinah glory of God, and we recognize that he's in control. We recognize that the Christ that came once as the Lamb of God will come again as King of kings and Lord of lords. We recognize that one day the earth will shake. One day lightning will flash from the east to the west. One day Jesus will stream down the corners of the sky in blazing glory. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. One day Jesus will say, enough. Enough war. Enough violence. Enough sickness. Enough suffering. Enough pain. Enough disease. Enough brutality. Enough death. One day our high priest who sits on that glorious throne will take off his priestly garments. He'll descend down the corner of the skies as our king of kings and lord of lords. But until then, we keep on believing. We keep on trusting. We keep on looking to Jesus in heaven's sanctuary in spite of what's going on in earth. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. Have you ever wondered what happens five minutes after death? Do you long for the assurance of eternal life? Is there a longing in your heart for something beyond this life? Dark Tunnels and Bright Lights by Mark Finley is the message of hope you need. This book presents the real truth about life after death and is more amazing than you can imagine. Call for your copy today. Here's the information you need. The book is yours for a donation of any size. Your donations help us keep this ministry on the air. Thank you for your support. Call 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Or visit hopelives365.com. Thanks for listening today to Hope Lives 365. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.